shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. This is Doug Maurice from the College Football Survivor Show. And if you care about the college football playoff, this is the podcast for you. My co-host Shahan Jeharaja and I have been debating the college football playoff since August. And now we're in the heart of the rankings debate. Every week, we welcome teams into our playoff discussion. We kick teams out of our playoff discussion. And we debate the best teams within context of each other. Where's the committee getting it right and getting it wrong? No one knows the playoff like us. Join us on the College Football Survivor Show. Hey, everybody. It's Sam from Pro Wrestling Overtime. And this is your MLW Thoughts for the episode on March the 3rd, 2021. Um, They started off hot tonight. Right away, they got into the MLW World Tag Team Championship match. Now, that was against the champions with of uh, Los Parks versus the Contra unit of Davari and Simon Gooch. Um, both teams really went back and forth. And I was enjoying the action. But part of me wondered... When was somebody going to crawl out from under the ring and take one of those parks' place? Or was Selena De La Renta going to get involved like she usually does? But Contra took the smallest member of Lewis Parks out. And then they double teamed up on... L.A. Park before L.A. Park Jr. started distracting the referee. Now, I want MLW. You hear me, Court Buyer? I want MLW to look at this because I believe L.A. Park Jr. distracted the referee because he knew Injustice was coming. They made their way down the steps. And that's, you know, both Jordan Oliver, who has a match later tonight, and Myron Reed saved them for the win by jerking on Simon and Davari as L.A. Park hit him with a spear to retain their titles. And then, as Davari and Simon were confronting Los Parks, then Injustice snuck back up the stairs. Pretty cool ending. We're used to Los Parks um, cheating. (laughs) Pulling shenanigans, maybe is a better way to put it. In all of their matches, whether it be Selena, whether it be someone crawling out from under the ring, or Injustice, you know, taking on their favorite people, Contra. 
Something always happens when the parks are around. Then they went to Hawaii. And we get to see Ross and Marshall Von Erich. The Von Erichs immediately started talking about Filthy Allen from last week and how they needed to help Loki because Filthy Tom Lawyer just did Loki dirty, basically. They say they want to do Wrestle Allen where Filthy Tom will be facing a hammerhead shark. Um, yeah, I don't think that's happening. Not anytime soon. Filthy is not coming to wrestle Island. You better name it something else. Think real hard, Von Erics. I'm sure you can come up with something. Then we get to see the rumored comeback. Mike Perro was on this episode, taking on Jason Duggan. Now, this was a very quick match. Very. And it really wasn't a fair match. Because poor little Duggan was, I don't know, about the size of AEW's Red Velvet. Um, Perro basically destroyed him. He started the match by running over him. Then he hit a fallaway slam in the corner. Pulled him out of the corner, hit a choke slam. And then finished him off with the murder bomb. Poor kid. He's like broken in half. Now, Pedro went to the back. He immediately cut a promo calling out Mil Mertes for what he did to Salvia Vago. Now, here's the thing. Remember, the show went off the air without us finding out exactly what happened to Vega. Was he buried alive? Or did they not want to dig the grave? Or maybe Selena decided to do something else with him? Not really sure, but, you know, they didn't give us an update on Vega. Whether they've heard from him, whether they haven't, if people are looking for him in the jungles of Azteca. Um, then we get another promo. This time, it's Filthy Tom Lawyer. And there has been so much fallout from Filthy Island that he feels like he needs to say something. And he blames the Von Erics for ruining Filthy Island. And then he says, of course, that they and Loki will pay. Really? Come on, Tom. Now, I know Team Filthy is big and bad, but they cannot take on the Von Erics. I'm sorry. The Von Erics would kill them. Now, Filthy Tom might be able to take care of Loki. I'm not 100% sure, but Team Filthy can't take the Von Erics. And 
if you guys watched Filthy Allen, then you know it definitely was not the Von Erich's fault that he had lawn chairs as seats and stained couch cushions for his VIP area. Uh, poor Tom Lawyer. Uh, Boku Tao also cut a little bit of a promo. Not really a whole lot, but he challenged TJP to a match because he was bullying him. Please, MLW, please do not tell me that Boku Dao is going to beat TJP. There's no way. I've seen Boku Dao wrestle or try. He can't beat TJP. TJP is one of a kind, and Boku Dao is not there yet. So you better have him turn heel and cheat to win if you're going to have him win and beat TJP. Because I will throw pillows at the TV screen if I have to watch that. Now, we get an interesting match. Um, Laredo Kid versus Calvin Tankman. And I guess the reason why I say it's somewhat interesting is the last two weekends. No, um, it was earlier than that. But in February, I watched back to back weekends of Bloodsport 4 and Bloodsport 5. Calvin Tankman was on both of them. Boy, he can be a monster when he wants to. Yeah, Laredo Kid in Bloodsport rules would not stand a chance against Calvin Tankman. Not even a little bit. However, you know, this is MLW Wrestling, and Laredo Kid started off the match putting head scissors uh, on Calvin Tankman. So, here's the thing. Laredo Kid did not have enough weight or power to send Calvin Tankman out of the ring. So, Tankman regains everything right away and almost sends Laredo Kid shooting out of the ring just with a shoulder, shoulder, can't talk, shoulder tackle. He put him, fly, he went flying. Then he hit Laredo Kid with a chop that I thought was going to break him in half. He picked him up, hit him with a brain buster. And I was like, this has got to be over. No, Laredo Kid kicked out. And then Laredo Kid actually hit a missile drop kick that was pretty looked really good, and then Calvin Tankman rolled to the outside, and Laredo Kid, of course, hit the crossbody to the outside, but everybody, I think, knew Tankman was going to end up destroying Laredo Kid. He came back with a firebomb and then hit the Tankman driver for the win, and this was easy-peasy. I mean, wasn't even anything real. They've got to get Tankman in with some of the big boys of MLW. Then 
we had a promo by Gino Medina on Gringo Loco. He called him fake and said that he was mocking his family and his father's legacy. Okay, here's the thing. I really don't understand why this is on my TV. I, Ringo Loco's okay. He's basically a jobber. He has a cute gimmick. And he was on Filthy Island. I like his comedy. I like seeing him take on Gina uh, Medina. I guess it was three weeks ago. Yeah, three or four weeks ago. But this is not a storyline that I want to see go anywhere. I don't want to see three matches of them fighting over whether Gringo Loco is real or not. It, yeah, I don't. Then we got an announcement that next week, Alex Hammerstone versus L.A. Park for the MLW National Open Weight Championship. Selena was right. She wants all the gold. They are going to capture it, and the parks are all ready for it. Yeah. L.A. Park, have you seen Hammerstone? You're not beating him. Sorry, it's not happening. Then they announced that Pero, Pero is getting his way. He is going to face Mil Moretes in two weeks. So I guess, you know, he needed some time to get ready for it, study some film, you know, get, in, get some training done and all that. And then we got to our main event. Now, this is where I stop and tell you guys, if you are not watching MLW, you're nuts. You're absolutely crazy. MLW is an hour long on YouTube. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. You can watch it at any time. And you guys should be watching it. A lot of um, young wrestlers have came from there. MJF being one of them. And I think we're going to see Richard Hamilton and Alex Hammerstone come from there pretty soon. The Von Ericks will eventually come from there. That's the thing, is they've got so much talent down here, it's an hour long on YouTube. Anyway, let's get to the main event. It is the MLW World Heavyweight Championship match that we have heard from Jordan Oliver that he has been wanting for two months now, I guess. And we're finally getting it. We're getting Jacob Fatu against Jordan Oliver. Of course, they show the promo where, or the video package, that Jordan Oliver decided that he needed to gain weight, that he wanted to be a heavyweight, and where he talked about he wasn't a 170-pound kid anymore. He was 220 pounds, which I'm not sure that I believe. But um, he came out first with Myron Reed, and I couldn't believe Jacob Fatu came out alone 
he didn't have Davari and Simon with him to develop. Um, why? So, as far as I was concerned, you could throw these two out immediately. They were not going to challenge Johnny Gargano for night two. There was no way they were going to. So then you have Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, and L.A. Knight. As soon as you hear Wade Barrett pushing L.A. Knight, yeah, Eli Drake was not winning. Uh, matter of fact, he went out early. And I didn't even get up. Yeah. I'll of him after he came down the ramp. Um, just sad that they're basically making Eli Drake start completely over. Kind of like they did Asuka. Asha was what in NXT for two years? She was considered one of the top five women's wrestlers in the world. WWE gets her and tries to make her forget everything that made her top five woman in the world. Uh, and they let Asuka go on a winning streak, but they kept her there for. Ever. L.A. Knight. This is not really a new gimmick for him. He, by SummerSlam, needs to be on the main roster. He really does. Um, I really thought they were going to let Dexter Loomis finally get over. They were going to continue the storyline of the way versus Dexter Loomis, maybe even having Austin Theory semi-help Dexter Loomis or Indy Artwell. They didn't. Um, someone is high on Bronson Reed. I personally am not. Yes, he is an athletic big man. Let me give you a little hint. No one in WWE knows how to do anything with an athletic big man. Uh, Vince wants them in a certain category. He wants them to be a certain way and have a certain attitude with certain pyre moves, such as the running pyre bomb. Um, Bronson Reed is not cut out of that cloth. And so having him win tonight, I I question it a little bit. But when I give you my predictions for night two, you'll see. But I just thought this was, again, average match they would have had on Wednesday night NXT. It was only until we got to the NXT UK Championship that when Walter and... Tomasa Trampa came out. Actually, their video package. It felt like a takeover. But when they came out, it definitely felt like a takeover. 
they were both ready to go with their best stuff. They were ready to show up and show out. And I seriously thought, oh my God, this should have been the main event while it was happening. I was amazed. I was sitting on the edge of my seat. Um, There was a point where I thought, uh, Ciampa might win this. But then I remembered this is for the UK championship. And the tide started turning and I was like, oh, Walter's going to keep this. He's had the belt for two years. He's definitely keeping this. But the match itself, great. Then here comes the tag teams. Legato del Fantasma has stepped their game up so much in probably the last six months that I am so impressed with them that if I had to name, you know, who is the most improved now in April, I would say them. They are really well-oiled machine in the ring, and I just, I'm impressed with them now. Whereas I thought they were a bunch of jobbers that stood behind Escobar when they first started. These guys really have stepped up. Grizzled Young Vets, um, I'm not impressed with them. Now, I know a lot of you guys that are on Twitter, on the internet, on Reddit, are. And that's great. I mean, everybody needs fans. I'm just not a fan of them. I didn't understand why they were in this match. I know they've been given a lot of chances. And guess what? They fail every time. So, I'm not interested in them. MSK, I have told you guys in previous episodes, I love them. I love them in the impact of the Rascals. Um, I love Trey Miguel. If you have the opportunity, pull up their... trying to think what exactly it was called. I think it was called Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series. They did it in either September or October of last year, 2020. At on the football field, I didn't think it was going to be a good match. It was it was a uh, six man. The Rascals with Trey Miguel put on one of the best matches that night, and they even did a slow motion sequence because they had smoke pot and they were high, that when it first started, I thought, no, they're not. They're not doing this. They did it for about a minute. It was unbelievable. Um, I thought it was very new, and I don't know. It, it intrigued me. So I was all about MSK winning, Uh, I hated that Wesley broke his hand and they didn't get their opportunity earlier, but the right team won. MSK is so far ahead of every other tag team in NXT that it's unreal. And 
if Vince McMahon was a tag team guy, if, because he's not, I would have them drop the belts to someone next week, and on SmackDown, they would be introducing themselves as a call-up, and they can go up against the Street Profits. They they already can hold their own against the Street Profits. And if you let them go on Raw and take on the New Day, you're going to see some great matches because the New Day is going to teach them different ways to put together matches. And I think they will broaden the structure of matches of how the New Day puts theirs together. So, back-to-back, you had the UK Championship, you had the Tag Team Championship, and I thought, my God, they have set the bar. These two matches have made this a takeover. Then, we had the Women's Championship. And from talking to different ones of you on Twitter, Facebook, different places. I think you felt the same way I did. It was such a letdown. It didn't have a big energy feel. I felt like EO was definitely off. And I don't know if that's because, you know, of the predetermined match where she knew she was losing. EO has a spectacular moveset. She is so smooth, transitions great, can almost make anyone look great. Something was off tonight, and I don't know if she's tired and needs a break. I I don't know, but something is was definitely off. And Raquel, I think, came out with her normal badass attitude, but I almost felt like she was nervous. Like she she wasn't as confident as I've seen her before. Uh, especially taking on, you know, when she took on Rhea Ripley or she was in war games. So this match, when they came out, I was just like, something's off. I had, you know, told everybody, I think the time is right. Raquel. Sling TV, built to save you money and bring you the channels you love, including ESPN, AMC, HGTV, and more. Watch your favorite comedies, dramas, suspense thrillers, news, sports, and more for just $35 a month. And your first month is only 10 bucks. Sign up now and start streaming right away on your TV, phone, and tablet. Take control of your TV solution with Sling. It makes TV flat out better. Go to Sling.com to sign up now and get your first month for just $10. For the ones going above and beyond. For the ones reaching out, helping out, and lending a hand. For the ones people count on. You can count on Granger. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. Backed by 24-7 customer support and specialists to help with hard-to-find products. Because you've got everyone's back. We've got yours. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.